Welcome to the Live Well Podcast. I'm your host, Liv, a naturopathic doctor, mentor, energy healer, Akashic reader, intuitive, energetic business mentor, and honestly, so much more. I help you heal on a physical and emotional level so that you can feel delicious in your health, body, relationships, career, and bank account. This show is for those of you who are looking to go beyond the basic wellness stuff, cut out the BS, and really create a life you love. We talk about health, trauma healing, energetics, feminine energy, wealth, and magnetism so that you can live a life that feels delicious. In these episodes, we will have an honest conversation without the fluffy bullshit. You walk away with all of the insights, tools, and tips to truly live your best life, mind, body, and soul. If you are looking to live well, you are in the right place. For ways to work with me, visit keepupwithlive.com and follow me on Instagram at keepupwithlive for more. And with that, let's get into the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This is my second time recording this episode. In fact, it will be my second time recording the next three or four episodes. The audio completely messed up on a bunch of them, so we are redoing that. We have a new mic, so I hope you are enjoying this upgraded sound quality. I took it as a sign. It was about time, and yeah, I'm excited for today's episode because we are talking all about money, the energy of money, money leaks, tips to bring more in and so much more. As always, I would love it if you enjoy the podcast to share these episodes, put them on your Instagram stories, send them to your friends, send them to your family, tag me if you're sharing them. Cause I love kind of see what your takeaways are, or even just DM me and let me know, you know, I really like this podcast. I learned so much about this, or this really resonated Um, and leave a review if you haven't already. It's just a really nice value exchange for me because I do put so much time and obviously money into creating these podcasts. I have my manager who handles all that and I pay her obviously. So it's just, I would really appreciate it. And that way the podcast get discovered by more people and I could help more people. And I really do try to give you as much Like this is my number one, I would say like free value that I give because it allows me to go so much deeper than I can go on an Instagram story. Um, And I give you guys so many little things that you can start doing now. And I know it's changed so many of your lives, just implementing what I say in my podcast, which is why I'm really excited for this money episode. Cause I know so many of you guys are interested in that. So let's go ahead and dive in because I feel like this is going to be a fun and juicy topic. And as you can see from the title, the title is I was meant to be rich and so are you. And this episode was actually inspired by a little story I have with my friend. So um, we were on kind of like a, a double date ish, kind of like her and her husband came over and I was with me, 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 my fiance. And we were talking about like businesses and like meant to be and fate and like, you know, higher timelines, all of those kinds of things. And some of us, like me and her are definitely more into the woo-woo world than they are. Um, And we were talking about the fact, you know, of what's meant to be or higher timelines. And she was like, I bet Liv didn't know that, you know, like she was going to be rich. And I was like, no, I already, like, I always knew I was meant to be rich. And everyone just starts laughing. And I was just like, but it's true. And I feel like I've always known it in my core. It's always been like, no, I am meant to be. It's something I desire. And I don't say that in like a very conceited way. I just say that in a very like matter of fact way. Like, no, like I know I was meant to be. And so are you. And that's the thing. I want you guys to really know that if it's a desire of yours to hold wealth, that means it's possible for you. If it wasn't possible for you, you weren't 
you wouldn't have the desire, but being so anchored into that desire and being so like unwavering and like, no, like I, I always knew I was meant to be like this. It feels normal. It feels like how life should be. So I'm going to talk about all the things today to kind of help you get there and build the wealth that you want to, to build. And obviously we're always growing. I'm not perfect. I'm not like a billionaire, but I have grown my life and my wealth and my business, um, to like way over half a million dollars. So I feel like, you know, I have some things to share that I think could really help you. So the number one thing is that money is just energy. That is literally all there is to it. So stop thinking about it as this big thing. It is just energy. And all you have to do is align to it, meaning that money is neutral. It is neither good nor bad. It is just energy. It is what you do with it. It is the intention you give it. It is the frequency that you give it. But when you put it on a pedestal and you make it this big thing, that's almost too out of reach or too like has power over you, it becomes something external. And then you're building up all this emotion around it when it's honestly just energy. When you take that charge out of it and stop thinking about it as this big thing, it becomes softer. It becomes something more attainable. And then your mind isn't like, Oh my God, it's so big. It's so far as this massive thing. And it's very important to know that you can't be in abundance consciousness and scarcity consciousness at the same time. It's really important because so many people are stuck in scarcity consciousness. And I know I used to be stuck in scarcity consciousness, and we're going to go through so many tips to help you guys kind of break out of that in this episode. But what happens is that when you are in scarcity consciousness, you are really rooted in survival-based consciousness. It is that fight or flight. It is that hoarding. It is that, and you stay there because of the fear, the fear that there's not going to be more, the fear that more isn't coming And why I also wanted to make this episode right now is definitely kind of the state of the world, depending on when you are listening or where you are. I know there's like economic changes and all that kind of stuff. And it doesn't matter. Like, honestly, like you're going to be like, but live, it's happening. I'm going to tell you it doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you that that's not the frequency you have to operate in. Actually, I have a funny story. Um, me and my friends are talking about this because we're very similar about this, but sometimes my fiance will talk about like the recession or economics or like even gas prices because gas prices are definitely a thing, definitely canon in the US. I'm not sure if you're in Europe or Australia or something like that, but gas prices have been going up and you know they're talking about the housing market going down or this or that, or and I'm just like, okay, but not for us not for us because my consciousness is rooted in abundance, not scarcity. So to me, in my world, that doesn't touch me. And you can exist at a completely different frequency than someone standing literally right beside you. So I don't want you to get caught up in the fear mongering of the outside world that is right now creating a survival-based consciousness and is not going to help your wealth frequency. So listening to the fear of like the media, the gas prices, the recession, the housing, whatever it is, is going to bring you into that survival-based consciousness and bring you into scarcity. And the actions taken from that is actually not going to help you create more wealth. Even if you're like, but I'm saving, it is the fact that you're saving from a fear-based consciousness, which only breeds more fear. 
right? When we are making choices from money alone, when we are working because we have to, not because we want to, when we're saving from a place of fear rather than self-love, when you tell yourself it's irresponsible to, you know, buy things and you should save and it's maybe not necessary or whatever it is, all of these things just foster really survival-based or scarcity-based consciousness around money. And the more you do that, the more this compounds. So the more you can bring yourself out of scarcity and survival-based consciousness when it comes to wealth and money and more into abundance, whether it is a $5, you know, latte or a five-figure investment, it doesn't matter. Obviously the bigger the action, you know, the bigger it's going to bring you out, but it's so, so important. So I want to go over some like little things that you may not also be aware of that you're doing that is fostering that survival-based consciousness, whether it's things you do or things you say that are contributing to that and compounding. So that's like shaming other people with money. This one is huge. If you were, and I talked about this in my previous podcast episode, if you shame people with money, you're pushing away money. Um, It's also operating from the victim. Like, woe is me. I never have enough money. Money is so hard. I have to work so hard to make money. Saying those things or even thinking those things is again, fear, scarcity, survival-based consciousness, not abundance consciousness. Logging into your bank account, out of, you know, out of fear, all of these things saying, I don't understand money. Money doesn't grow in trees. You have to work hard to make money. There's not enough money. I can never afford things. I can't afford this. Money is evil. I am not lucky. I have to choose between what I love and make money. I have to choose love or money. Money doesn't come easily. All of these things. And I'm going to say clear, cancel, delete for me because I am not saying those things, but these are things that I hear all the time. People kind of say, whether it's in my DMs, even in the portal, by the way, if you guys, if you guys haven't joined the portal, it's my free community. I post activations in there, codes, tidbits to really help you that I don't share on stories. So everything that's in there, it's very exclusive. You also get like voice note activations from me um, and lots of stuff. It's almost like a glimpse into what it's like to be in one of my like one-on-one containers or group containers. I share a lot in there. So definitely join there. If you kind of want more help and support beyond my Instagram, join there. But it's very important because I see these same things over and over again and all of this stuff compounds, right? And all of this stuff becomes the reality that you live in. So think about all these things that you're doing and how they build your reality and how you can start to shift these thoughts, beliefs, and actions into a reality that you desire more. All right. So the next thing I want to talk about is your financial blueprint. So in order for your financial set point to change, you need to change your blueprint. And you might have heard the word blueprint. Think about it like the blueprint of a house. It is your blueprint for money. It is your structure, part of which is made from these thoughts, beliefs that you're saying or that you're operating with on a day to day. But they can also be things that you absorb from your parents or people you were around when you were little or growing up. They can also be things that you were caring generationally and things that you were born into. And this is why people who are exposed to wealth at a young age tend to generate wealth more easier because they are surrounded by a wealth consciousness and it's possible for them to break past that limit. Now, not saying obviously that it's not possible if you didn't grow up in wealth consciousness. I'm just saying it's a lot easier because they don't have some of the same programming. Like money is hard. You have to work hard to make money. If you grew up in a, in a place where like there was always lots of money, maybe you had lots of trips. You always had the toys you wanted, all of this stuff. Um, it's going to be a lot easier. Now I didn't grow up in some place where you know, I wouldn't say I was like super wealth. Like I definitely have had a lot of money beliefs. Like my mom was a single mom. She worked very hard. I had like shoes, clothes, all of those things, but you know, 
she wouldn't buy me gap clothing because she thought it was too expensive. Like I did dance, but like, I didn't get to do all all the dance classes I want because she thought it was too expensive. So there are like, I would say I'm kind of like middle in the road with that. So depending on where you are, you might have to do kind of more work to break out of that consciousness. If there's a lot of scarcity and a lot of lack. And again, it is possible. It just means you have to focus more on that. But until you understand these beliefs that you were either born into or things you heard growing up that created your financial blueprint, it's not going to change. You need to change the blueprint. And that is why so often people maybe do affirmations. They try to do reprogramming tracks that are like, Yes, reprogramming tracks can be good. However, it's a lot easier to reprogram after you've cleared out the crap and after you've cleared out the beliefs. If the beliefs are still operating, it's just so much harder to reprogram, right? And that is because there is a part of you called the ego and the ego is formed when you are little. And it's this part of you that keeps you in safety and keeps you in that survival-based consciousness because it just wants to survive. So if your ego learned when you were like two, three, four or five years old, you know, that money is hard or it's hard to make money because mom and dad always had to work a lot. Or they said things like, you know, we can't afford that. Or you can't go to, I don't know, camp, or you just saw them always stressed out with bills the survival-based consciousness is in your programming. It's in your blueprint. And until you break and make a new blueprint, it's only then that things will stick. So you really need to shift this at a core level in order to attract in the kind of the wealth and the money that you want. And if you can get this into alignment, well, then that's where like the magic happens. And actually this is why I'm now adding to glow level one. And by the time this comes out, Uh, I don't think it's officially open. It might be open either way. DM me for the link for glow level one, essentially glow level one is becoming well-nourished and glass activation in one. It's going to be a massive, like such a yummy program. I'm so excited because it's literally everything you need to like clear your trauma, heal your health, body relationships, but also wealth. So I'm adding in, um, we have a whole call on releasing kind of like money blocks, things about money um, and reprogram your financial blueprint. So definitely if that's something that appeals to you, plus you're struggling with your health, your relationships, your self-love, how you feel in your body um, and all that, definitely either check out the link below um, if it's already open or just DM me on Instagram. But it's very important to create a new normal, but you can only create that new normal once you create that um, blueprint for yourself. And also note that if you have already cleared the trauma, then glow level two is for you. This is the high level work to really anchor and embody that next level. Well, so if you've already done some money work, maybe you've done some money mindset stuff, you've done some trauma release, then glow level two is that next level version. It's everything I've did to like surpass, you know, the 40, 50 K months into like next level wealth. Uh, I'm going to be teaching kind of all those concepts that you can apply, whether you're in a corporate job, whether you're a hairdresser, it doesn't really matter. Um, they're all going to be applicable to you. So one of the things that really broke me out of scarcity consciousness was getting off the hamster wheel in my business, which is if you haven't listened to my business journey, definitely go and listen to that. If you are stuck on the hamster wheel, then of like, thinking that money can only come from working, you are limiting the flow of money. And that's the thing. Money likes to breathe and money likes pathways. The more pathways you have, the better. But if it is a core belief and a core in your blueprint that I need to work X amount of hours to make X amount of money, then you're limiting yourself, right? And so breaking out of that, and I've had clients like, 
I'm, I feel like there might be people who are like, but I'm not an entrepreneur. I don't have my own business. Like I work a nine to five or this or that I've had clients manifest, whether it is like huge tax refunds, whether it is like random inheritances out of nowhere. I've also like had clients get like promotions and raises out of nowhere. I've had people have promotions and raises in a company, in a job where it has never been done before for a position for her at her age with her company's budget, like it's insane, but the money fell out of nowhere, even though that like, you know, her company doesn't have that budget normally. So just know that like, when you break out of this consciousness, new pathways start to arise for you that necessarily weren't there before or where your programming or society told you that they weren't there. So know that money needs to breathe. All right. Money if you're suffocating money, if you're scarce and it feels suffocated, no one, no one likes to feel suffocated. When you're dating someone, you don't like to feel suffocated. Money is the same thing because money is an energy. And I know that when you're not used to not having money, it can be tempting to like hang on and cling on to it when you have it. But again, it is a form of energy. It is natural for it to like flow in and flow out. And if you're resisting it flowing out, if you're looking at your bills to pay as like, oh, another bill to pay, this is bad, then you're charging that action with you know a negative intent instead of welcoming kind of that, that flow and knowing that that flow gets to come back to you like tenfold or fivefold. If you freak out about using it, then it just goes to show that your money consciousness and your financial blueprint needs work because not spending money is not the real problem. The real problem is the blueprint you have, the beliefs and your lack of faith that you can receive more of it. That's the only time we're kind of scarce with money. We're scarce with money because we believe more won't come back. When you ingrain the fact that like, I know when I spend money, at least that amount comes back, if not more, without a doubt. Um, it was actually so fun. I was at a, an immersion with one of my past mentors and we're doing muscle testing. And if you guys don't know, muscle testing is so cool. Basically, you can say statements and um, your muscles are tested against it. And if your arm like drops, that means that that belief is like wavering in your body. But if your arm stays strong, then like that belief is very ingrained in your body. I love this. When I do in-person retreats, I'm going to do this because it's so fun. And she was testing everyone's like different beliefs that they had against like muscles. And I was so strong, not only in the fact that like, A, like I, I'll be a millionaire, but B, that like money comes back to me and like, all like all my money beliefs were really strong, but that's because of my blueprint, right? So you need to start changing your money story and you need to start changing this blueprint. I invested before I had it. I'm always doing the things to stretch me and to create more flow with money so that it breathes and it pays off honestly every damn time. I remember the first time I upgraded from economy to like premium premium economy. This was like the first year of my business. Um, after I had graduated and passed all my board exams for med school and everything like that. And I was like, Ooh, like I should be saving money. Cause that's the right thing to do. And like upgrading to premium is like frivolous. Like you don't need it. And, like, all this kind of like programming that like my mom put into my head. And like, I love her, but like, she's definitely the type that only buys things on sale. She's definitely the type that like hoards like, you know, five packages of Starbucks coffee because it was a dollar off. So just like all these things I've had to break through. Anyways, I remember the first time I upgraded to premium economy and because it was like kind of during ish COVID, it was like September, 2020, 
the whole premium economy was free. So I felt like I was on my own private jet because I was literally the only person in like this, this section of like 24 ish, probably seats. And it felt like such a vibe and that upgraded my frequency. Right. And so now I'm always doing those things. So now instead of premium economy, I try to stretch to first class, which has like the life lap beds when I can, or I pay in full to, you know, my, my mentors, like step-by-step more and more of, I stretch myself. And so where can you do this and apply the same thing in a way that's like a little uncomfortable that allows money to flow, but is within your limits. It's like, for example, I couldn't go out and buy a private jet, but you know, I can do the thing like upgrade to first class, or I did the thing like upgrade to premium economy and all these things puts you in that abundance consciousness that then brings even more money to you. But where I feel most people get stuck is that they wait for the money to come in before they make the moves. And I'm promising it's just going to take so much fucking longer. Like it's just really going to take so much longer. And so it really depends on you, like how fast you want to get there. And I don't want you to think that maybe making a move like this, like, yes, the bigger the move, the more the leap, but also don't discount the compounding of like, you know, buying the almond milk you really like or spending the extra five dollars you're like well it's only the five dollar extra spending so how much can that really change my consciousness but like it's five dollars here and a dollar here and we're going to go through some more strategies um in this episode that when you start to stack all of these like they're going to be insane like you will really start to shift your consciousness and then of course jump into either glow one or glow two to do the deeper work so another thing i want to note is about money leaks you want to respect money right? Money is an energy. So if you don't respect it, then it's not going to, it's not going to like you. We all like respect, right? So you want to respect money. And so you want to make sure you're not having money leaks and money leaks can look like subscriptions. You're not using that you pay for maybe bank fees. I just recently, um, canceled one of my supplement subscriptions. Cause I have like three bottles of it and I'm just not going through it as fast as I used to. And cause I just don't, I don't need, I'm not eating out as much. And so like, I canceled that cause I don't need to keep spending like $50 a month on another supplement bottle. Cause I have a ton or like, where are you subscribing to like maybe too many, um, like Netflix things that maybe you don't use. Maybe you use Netflix right now, but you're not using Disney plus anymore. Like, do you need to unsubscribe from that? Like, look, take a look at your bank fees. Like just take a look at all these little things because you do want to respect money. Like if you enjoy those things, hundred percent, and they're worth it. Like keep them don't make an action out of scarcity, but you need to also respect money too. Next tip is to look at your wording around money. If you are using things like expensive or words like that, like I see sometimes people put this like even on their Instagram stories, they write the word and I'm just like, uh, I can't call you out, but like, please stop using that word. Right. Because that's then charging like your life. It's all those things that I said in terms of survival-based consciousness, your wording is very, very important. You know, conserving a few pennies instead of, you know, spending a few cents more, like getting the tall at Starbucks when you really want the grande, that's keeping you in scarcity consciousness, right? Focusing on the lack of money, that is keeping you in the consciousness, right? Because what you focus on expands. If you're constantly focused on there's not enough, there's not enough, there's not enough, within all your manifestings that there's not enough and you will keep doing that. You need to break yourself out before that can change. And you really need to be aware of your thoughts, beliefs, and actions. And remember not to put money on a pedestal because believe it or not, money wants to be your friend. Money loves you, but you need to love money. It's like, if you don't love money, it like, and you might want it so much to the fact that like you're a stage five clinger. So then money doesn't want you because it's like, 
oh God, Liv really wants me. That's like nobody. We've all had that guy who's like maybe too into us that we didn't really want. And it's like, it's not a fun energy. It's just like, it's a bit too clingy. It's a bit too suffocating. So the money's not going to want you, but also you got to make friends with money. You got to be like, not polite, but like respectful. And you got to kind of play that that flirty dance with money for money to want you back. But if you're living in fear with money, you're also pushing away with money, right? If the fear of it not coming or the fear of this, like if you're afraid of money, well, money's not going to come to you, right? So really looking at how you're operating with all of these things. The next thing I'll say, and I think this is a big one, is if you believe that money is bad or that you look down on people with money. I know I briefly mentioned this kind of in the beginning of the episode, but this is one of the major things I see is that if you look at people who have money and are constantly thinking must be nice, or you're jealous of them, or just like a bad energy around people who have money, or maybe you're trolling and sending like hateful things. I've gotten that before. You're just pushing away money, right? Like you, if your view and you look down on people who have money, well, then why would you manifest more money into your being? Why would you manifest more money into your house or your wallet or your bank account if your view of money is negative, right? Money is not going to love you then, right? Really start to look at this because I see so many people get tripped up about people who have wealth or people who have money. And you need to start looking at that as an expansion and as a desire. And I was like, ooh, that is what's possible for me. And I get it. Like, I used to be so jealous of people who could just like walk into Gucci and buy a purse. And like, now I'm that person, right? And there was a time where I was just jealous and comparisonitis. And I actually have a, an episode coming on jealousy and comparisonitis. So stay tuned for that. But looking at them like that is only going to push away money. Right. And then you also feel scarce because you wish you had that kind of money to do the same thing. And then it turns into this whole like spiral that's not serving you. All right. So I want to go through some kind of more little tips that you can start to use to really shift your money consciousness and the energy around money that don't cost a lot that you can start to compound. So Tipping. Tipping is one of my favorite ways to expand my consciousness in a way that can be really small. I mean, sometimes it's a really big tip, but for example, I don't know if every coffee shop has this, but I feel like most little coffee shops or little restaurants have like the, you, you pay and then there's like a tip, there's like a 15, 18 and 20 or something like that. Like, do you never tip or do you always click the lowest amount? Like I almost never click the lowest amount. I always try to do like 20 or the max. Even if I feel like, what am I really tipping for? Like the, it's not really a situation that it tips, but I always try to like, if it prompts me, I always try to do like not the bare minimum. Right. And it may be like a dollar or two more, and that's not going to like make or break, but that dollar or two goes so much farther in your abundance consciousness than what it costs you to have like a dollar more spent or like buying coffee for the person behind you in the drive-thru. Like, well, it might be a $7 latte. Who knows? I feel like Starbucks now has like $7 lattes, but whatever it is, that could be another little, like less than $10 thing you can do. Parking meters, like putting your loose change in parking meters or overpaying your meter. And then like having the next person, you know, have free parking. Like that's a great way. Charging your food, your water with abundance and with money is one of my favorite things. You guys probably seen, I write the word abundance on like water bottles and things like that. And I charge it with that abundance energy in order to bring more in, which kind of brings me to my next tip of like being rich in other areas of your life that aren't necessarily money are going to bring more richness into your life in general. And the more 
you can feel abundant in all areas. The more abundance is going to come, yes, through money, but also through love, et cetera. So can you feel abundance in love? Can you feel abundance in health? Can you feel abundance in like the sunshine? Maybe you have pets or kids, you know, because abundance feeds one another. So the more you can feel abundant and all that and actually like slow the hell down and feel the abundance in the things. Feel the abundance of like the sunshine on your skin. Feel the abundance of, I don't know, your kids laugh or something like that. Or like one thing that I'm loving lately that makes me feel so abundant. It's going to sound random. Like this donut peaches from Costco. Okay. The juiciness of a peach to me just feels so yummy and abundant. Okay. So there's going to be your little random things. It could be weird things for you. It doesn't matter. Whatever lets you feel abundant. And again, whatever you can do to kind of stretch that abundance consciousness, like buying the almond milk you really like, that's like a dollar more. I started doing this um, back in the day with malt almond milk. It used to be available in Canada. It's not anymore. It was also bought out by a larger company and their formula changed. And now it's a shitty formula and like not as good quality. (laughs) So sad. It happens to so many things, but I decided that that I was going to start buying milk almond milk for a dollar more. And I was always going to use that almond milk, even in my smoothies. I wasn't going to be scarce with it. And like, and I used to only save it for like lattes or drinks, but like not using a smoothie because it'd be a waste because you kind of don't taste it. You do, you know what I mean? And so I decided like, that was a little thing I could spend like a dollar or two more on the milk, on the milk that I really valued because it makes a difference for me, you know, versus buying one that I didn't really like because it was a couple dollars cheaper. So all of these things compound. I really want you to understand like all these little shifts can really start to compound and change your financial blueprint and really cleans things up in terms of shifting from a scarcity survival-based money consciousness to a abundance consciousness, right? So I hope take notes, re-listen to this episode. Let me know your favorite little tip or even like share with me and tag me on Instagram of you doing this tip. Maybe you, um, bought a more expensive almond milk, or maybe you did something else, whatever it is. I love to, I love to see it. This is also your reminder that glow level two is open. It is a high level container for next level wealth. After you've cleared the vessel, if you are very new, then join, like I said, glow level one, it's not officially out till mid August, but you can sneak into pre pre pre-sale and save a bunch of money. Um, that's actually just a little abundance gift to me. If you sneak in early before I start talking about it, I think you save like a thousand dollars, which is quite, quite a big gift to you. Um, so DM me for the link to glow one or check out the link below. It might be open already. Um, and then if you are ready for that next level and you've kind of done either you've worked with me before you've been in well-nourished or one-on-one or goddess activation, any one of my programs, then glow level two is for you. Or if you've done it with someone else, but you think you're ready for glow level two and you're ready to step into that higher level, um, then just message me on Instagram just so we can chat. I want to make sure that your vessel is clear because if your vessel is not clear, things won't stick. And that's why it's so important to do the trauma release work and to heal your blocks around money and like really ingrain them. Um, But start doing everything I said in this episode and then jump into either one or two, whichever one is best for you. So with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode definitely stay tuned. We've got a bunch more coming. I'm recording a bunch more today and they're all great topics. And yeah, I appreciate you guys so, so much. And I will see you in the next episode.